Good evening and welcome to the Ripple Podcast. My name is Jim Lang. I'm the Director of Guest Services here at America's Keswick. And we're so excited to give you a glimpse into the heartbeat of our ministry. For 123 years, God has used America's Keswick to set men and women free from their addictions through the gospel of Jesus Christ. And through these podcasts, we want to show you testimonies of of men and women and even some of our staff members uh, of what God, how God has touched their hearts and lives through these ministries. One of the most dynamic parts about what we do here is that when a a man uh, or woman comes here and their life is completely changed, a ripple effect is created as they go back to their their churches and their families and their communities. um, God uses them to, to radically touch the hearts and lives of the people they come in contact with. And we're hoping that through this podcast um, that that your heart is touched, that your life is encouraged. And so um, this ministry means so much to me, not only because I live and work here, but also because back in 2013, God used America's Keswick to set me free from my addiction. So I thought it only fitting that the first episode of this podcast would be my testimony. And so, I invited along my, my wife, Allie Lang, uh, who's going who's gonna to conduct the interview here. And um, one of the cool things is the ripple effect on my life is that Allie is now a, a care worker and counselor down at Barbara's Place. And uh, I'm just so proud of all she does there and the encouragement and, and just the love that she has uh, for the women. And so I'm going to hand it over to her and she's going to conduct the interview here. It's kind of going to be like our, our first date all over again. And so you get a chance to kind of just rapid fire some questions at me. And so... Uh, begin whenever you're ready. So you told me that this ministry has changed your life. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your life before you came to the colony? Sure. Um, well, just briefly, I mean, I grew up in a, in a, in a loving Christian home, had, had great parents, uh, um, went to church growing up. And um, when I was a, a young teenager, around 14 years old, I, I gave my life to Christ and, and really wanted my life to, to serve him and um, was very involved in my youth group and decided that uh, I wanted to one day uh, go into ministry and be a youth pastor and, um, you know, wanted, wanted my life to, to serve the Lord. And, uh, you know, a couple years later, I got my first job and uh, kind of fell in love with the freedom that, that working and with money gave me and um, ended up getting distracted and ended up, uh, you know, wanting to go into business rather than into ministry. And so I went away to college and kind of got wrapped up in and the party scene um, really wanted to, to fit in with, with other people. And so drinking kind of became the way I, I, I fit in. It kind of calmed all the insecurities that I had about myself. It kind of made all those go away. And it kind of really, really, if I look back on it from the first drink that I had, it kind of just had its hooks in me. And um, throughout my adult life, it, it kind of crept in as something that I just always relied on, whether I was happy about something or sad about something, uh, it kind of became the thing that I, that I turned to. And uh, it, it kind of marked my adult life with some, some poor choices that I'm not going to get fully into. But um, eventually, it's something that I completely depended upon. And um, you know, at the age of 27 years old, I was uh, deep in addiction. Um, you know, I had, had hidden my addiction from my family, from my friends, and uh, you know, and, and um, I ended up losing my job and, and kind of just going into a deep depression and, and just really diving deep into my addiction. And um, 
one of the times I, I, I ended up drinking myself into the hospital and, and it kind of revealed my secret to my family. And uh, right, off the, right off the get-go, um, my mom had suggested America's Keswick. And um, I, wasn't, I wasn't really ready for that. And so I, I kind of, uh, you know, pushed that off to the side and really tried to do things on my own. And so uh, uh, drinking kind of just came and went and, and just really took its toll on my life. Mm-hmm. And so what made you actually decide to choose America's Keswick if it's been sitting on your nightstand for a while? Well, uh, like I said, I, I, my mom had suggested it to me right off, right off the the bat and um, was really full of shame. I was full of shame, full of regret and did not want to, uh, did not want to return to the Lord. I really wasn't, wasn't ready. And uh, so God really, uh, I had the application actually for America's Keswick and, and had it for a year. And during that year, God really broke me down and he, mm-hmm. he took away my apartment. He took away um, all my resources, my job, my place to live and everything. And just, um, I tried to get into all sorts of secular rehabs, tried every other avenue to run from him. And the only place that would take me was America's Keswick. And, and so after a kind of a, a, a week-long run where, you know, I, uh, you know uh, my life just became in shambles again, um, I finally I- I admitted I needed the help and, and, and um, filled out the application and, and sent it in. Mm-hmm. That's an awesome story. So tell me a little bit about what God did in your life while you were at the colony. So I, I came to the colony uh, not with the most, with the best attitude. I didn't come here uh, gung-ho for change in my life. I, I actually came here wanting to prove this place wrong. I was going to kind of show everyone that I just was who I was, that nothing was really going to change. And so I came, really came in with a, with a hard heart. And... Um, you know, during the first week, I, I really kind of, uh, I didn't socialize at all. I didn't talk to anyone, and, but God was slowly chipping away at my heart. And um, my first chapel service, I came in on a Thursday, and the next Wednesday, we have a, a service called Text and Testimony. And during that service, we, we sang a song called One Thing Remains, and it says, your love never fails, never gives up, never runs out on me. And, and God used that to recall uh, the scripture I gave when I was baptized as a, as a 14-year-old boy uh, from Romans 8, 38 and 39. Uh, it says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor things present nor things to come nor height nor depth nor any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. And, and uh, you know, God turned my heart of stone into a heart of flesh and, and just started revealing himself to, to, to me while I was here and one of the biggest things that, that changed in me while I was here is that I, I always found my identity in what other people thought of me, um, what my job was, mm-hmm. and I, I ran to those things to, for my identity. And, and God showed me through the, the Colony of Mercy, through the program at the Colony of Mercy, that my identity was to be found in Him, that I was His child. And, um, you know, He showed me that... Uh, you know, all the years of running and all the years of, of avoiding him, that I never stopped being his child, that I was always his child. And that's where I needed to find my identity. And when I started to live out of the right identity, when I started to 
to uh, live for him and, and, and live for his purposes, that's when things started to change in my life. Mm-hmm. I love hearing your heart when you say that story. So now it's six years later and you are working on staff at America's Kessick. So tell me how that happened. So um, I wish I could tell you that I, I graduated the colony and it's been, uh, you know, it's just kind of all hunky-dory since then. Um, but while I was in the colony, I really felt God was calling me to stay for discipleship. And um, in my first opportunity to be obedient to him, I was disobedient and I, and I left and kind of wanted to get back to my life, get back to my career. And, you know, I did well for a while. I uh, went to my covenant church. I met this beautiful lady while, while uh, <laughs> uh, attending church and, and serving in the ministries there. I graduated my covenant. Um, but it was becoming all about me again and, and what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to use my life. And, and um, you know, the stress started to build up on me. I started to take my will back and, and um, you know, under the, the, the pressure of all the stress, I ran to where I always ran and, and, I, and I went out and, and drank again. And, and um, really God took from me everything that he had, he had given me, um, the job I had, the trust of my family, um, our relationship ended at that at that moment, and uh, there I was again with 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 uh, with nothing. And um, I ended up reaching out to a, a gentleman on staff here at America's Keswick that uh, was kind of my mentor at the time, and and um, you know just trying to figure out what to do. And he said, "Why don't you come uh, stay with me for a little while? You can volunteer uh, in the kitchen." And um, that was in July of 2014, and I have been here ever since. I, I, I never left. Uh, I volunteered in the kitchen all summer long, and God used that time to just remind me of, of who I am in Him and the, the identity that I was supposed to uh, still be living out of. And uh, at the end of the summer, a job and guest services opened up. And um, what's always amazing is that um, that's what I went to college for. I went to school for hospitality management. And, and so even in the times where my knee wasn't bent to the Lord, but I wasn't living for him. He was preparing me for, for what he had for me here mm-hmm. and what he, what he wanted me to do. And, and um, so I came on staff in September of 2014. And um, in t- the beginning of 2015, um, you know, I became the director of guest services. And, and um, uh, in March of 2015, I ended up marrying the love of my life. And, and uh, and we've been, and God's just been doing amazing things in my life since. Amen. Well, you know, one thing that I really love about you is that your story never goes untold, and you've shared it over and over again to encourage men and women in their journey. So tell me a little bit about the ripple effect that your story has had on other people. Uh, you know, it's just been amazing the way that uh, God has opened up doors for me to uh, just share my story, to uh, whether it's um, at churches, at, at, uh, to the men of the colony, but God has given me a desire and a heart to um, minister to others who were, were in the, are in the same position I was in. And so uh, I, I preach at the colony chapel. I, I, I run Bible studies down at the chapel. We do a, a prayer night with the, with the men, and he's just given me opportunity after opportunity to to just proclaim his goodness, how he brought me out of darkness and into his marvelous light. And that's really the, the call he has on my life. And, um, and he's just given me every platform to be able to do that. And I'm just so, so thankful for that. Mm-hmm. I never tire of hearing your story. And I'm grateful to have been a part of seeing the ripple effect of what God has done in your life. 
We hope that the, this testimony has encouraged you. We, we um, hope that you um, share this, this testimony, if it's been an encouragement to you, and that you continue to, to watch these each week as we put them out. Have a great night.